Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello everyone, my name is Manpreet and welcome to the Through the Noise podcast. Now today we're joined by Rajat, who regular listeners will know, heads macro strategy at our chief investment office. Um, I'd argue he's the right person at the right time. Today we'll talk about Europe and how to interpret the ECB's sizable rate hike. We'll also talk about China. Uh, and whether the extended lockdown does something for equity investors to worry about. We will also talk about the UK, where, of course, we got the unfortunate news overnight of the Queen's passing, but we have a new prime minister, and we'll briefly touch upon the dollar-yen exchange rate, uh, which, you know, and whether it sets, looks set to test its late 90s high. So welcome, Rajat, and let's kick off directly with Europe. Uh, we had a big rate hike yesterday, uh, but this seems to come against the backdrop of an economy where growth indicators, you know, do appear weak. So, could you help our listeners understand why the ECB acted as it did and how much more might yet be in the pipeline? Hi, Manpreet. Yes, glad to be here. Uh, uh, you're right that uh, the ECB hiked by 75 basis points. It was a record high. Uh, and that is because they are really focusing on inflation now. The singular focus on inflation given core inflation is running at around 4% uh, or more in the euro area. So the reasons we know uh, uh, now it's really the energy shock coming from the uh, the cutoff in Russian gas supplies. Uh, given that, they expect core inflation to be, remain high in the foreseeable future. In fact, uh, President ECB President Lagarde uh, talked about another seventy five basis points uh, in the in the next uh, meeting in, in October, and the markets are pricing around one sixty basis points over the next twelve months. So the focus is really on inflation there. So 160 basis points is sizable, but that's presumably negative for European equities and and I suppose risky assets a little more broadly. Correct. Uh, And which is why we have been de-risking our portfolio uh, for a while. Uh, In the second quarter, we uh, uh, downgraded equities from preferred to a core holding. And earlier this month, we downgraded euro area equities because of the reasons cited earlier uh, to uh, uh, less preferred uh, from core holding. We are simultaneously actually moving up the quality ladder in bonds. So we downgraded high yield bonds in favor of uh, the investment grade bonds. Okay, so I guess, you know, scaling back to a more balanced positioning and de-risking, like you said, but help our listeners reconcile this with UK equities, where we have a much more positive view. Because arguably a lot of the macro backdrop does look similar with you know some weak growth indicators and a and a Bank of England that's hiking rates. But you know, does the new PMN or policies have any impact on your view? Yeah, it does actually. But you're right that uh, UK and Euro area face similar challenges uh, in terms of the energy shock, for instance. But what uh, PM's uh, trust has done, uh, the first thing she's done uh, as she came in is to cap those energy costs uh, for consumers. So that should help the domestic uh, disposable income and and support the consumer-based domestic sectors. There are three or four other things which uh, uh, lend weight to the UK equities uh, call. Uh, The first thing is that FTSE 100, the index, the main index there, 70% of the earnings uh, in uh, in that index comes from overseas. So the, the weakness in the pound, and the pound has weakened significantly this year, it benefits the the earnings of those companies. The second one is the dominance of the three old sectors, 
by that i mean financials energy materials and these uh, sectors account for almost 40% of the uk index and they are right going to benefit from the rising rates and the overall elevated global inflation backdrop the third one is the chief valuations so uk equities are trading at around 9 uh, pe uh, 12 month forward and that's at a 20 year low it's a huge discount it's almost a 36% discount today uh, to global equities again that discount is at a 20 year high now the final point is high dividend yields uk equities we know traditionally pay high dividends but the 12 month dividend yield is currently at around 4 and percent versus uh, just over 2% for global stocks so as you can imagine these are all these factors lend weight to our call towards uk equities that's certainly a compelling case there. But let's go to the other side of the world in China. Uh, now, this is one market where we've been arguing policy is being much more supportive by easing to support growth rather than the tightening we're discussing in Europe and the US. But Chinese equity markets, of course, don't seem as convinced. And we have the Hang Seng Force testing the 19,000 level. Um, do you see the case of Chinese equity still intact on a long-term basis? It is, actually. The, the near-term challenges, you're right, that, that they remain and uh, the latest one being the lockdowns uh, that we saw in Shenzhen or Chengdu. And also the government has announced tighter measures in the upcoming holidays. Uh, then there is the CNH weakness. And that's partly because of the overall dollar strength. Uh, and finally, the ADR listing issues, the listing of Chinese companies in the U.S. and then the need for them to be audited by U.S. auditors. Now, SEC recently came uh, with a warning to U.S. auditors that they need to scrutinize the integrity of the issuer's management closely when they audit. Now, all these are you know near-term hiccups, but we see a lot of this fading away as, as we go through the year. So uh, the big party congress is in October. And after the party congress, we see uh, more moves for, for, to, to ease the lockdowns, the COVID lockdowns. The policy support continues as we as we've been uh, uh, highlighting. Uh, they've cut rates. They've been easing fiscally. More is going to come, uh, at least we believe, uh, after the party congress. And finally, the big point is the attractive valuations. Uh, Chinese equities. I mentioned UK equities earlier, but Chinese equities have equally attractive valuations within the whole space. We prefer the onshore equities because they are less susceptible to. Susceptible to the uh, geopolitical tension and, and that's why we believe that they are going to benefit uh, and they also are likely to benefit the most from the uh, domestic stimulus that are coming through Okay, and very quickly, while we're staying in Asia, just very briefly, uh, Japan, of course, I mean, dollar-yen exchange rate has been moving higher once again, and it's been argued that it's unlikely to turn lower until the Bank of Japan ends its ultra-easy monetary policy. I mean, do you see a case for that to occur in the short term, or or, do, or will the dollar-yen likely have to test its 98 high of 147 before we get to a peak? Yeah, the dollar-yen is really a dollar uh, moves for now because the momentum for the dollar is so strong. So we could see a test of the 147 that you mentioned, the 1998 high. Clearly, the BOJ is not budging in its uh, policy to keep uh, its uh, monetary policy very, very uh, weak and, and, and you know, basically supportive for the economy. The inflation is not a problem in Japan, and which explains why the BOJ is uh, maintaining its policy. 
but we uh, could see some intervention uh, in the near term from the government if if the dollar yen hits the 147 mark let's say uh, on the support side I, I think there's a there's a support at around 139 35 so that's the one we need to watch well thanks rajat uh, for that engaging discussion um, i think a few sort of interesting takeaways but we'll sort of bring bring that to a close at this point um, and thank you, listeners, for, of course, dialing in. As always, if you'd like to read more of our market views, please do take a look at the Standard Chartered Wealth Insights LinkedIn page, where many of our team members, including the both of us, do regularly share our views. Um, of course, if you want a, a read of a more detailed report, please don't hesitate to reach out to your relationship manager. So with that, wish you a great weekend, and we'll speak again next week. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.